0: It's going to be in John chapter 10, verses 10 through 21. It's this passage that's following right after where we stopped off last week, where we talked about Jesus being this door for the sheep. We see that we talked about Jesus being this protection, this barrier that we have to keep us from going out and doing wrong, to keep us in a barrier. And we see that Jesus continues in this, this mindset of speaking of protection and guarding us and just providing life for us. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of when I was a child. One of my most vivid memories, one of my most traumatic memories is falling out of this tree and breaking my arm. (laughs) I remember as a kid that me and my sister would run around and we'd play in the yard and we had this pen that we really just loved to go off into. It was out in the woods and we would just climb at these trees. And there was this one particular tree that had fallen over and it had landed in such a way that it was wedged between two other trees. And so it was angled upward and there was nothing really around it to give you any type of support. So you just end up walking up this tree. And there was one time where I felt really adventurous and I went really higher than any other time I had before. And I get about halfway up this tree and I fall off of it and land on my arm and I break it. So I'm laying here on the ground and I'm out of breath and I've got this broken arm, I'm in pain, and I just feel helpless. I'm stuck in this pen, I can't climb out, and I'm just laying here on the ground, and I have to wait for my mother. And at times of life, I feel like we, we also experience these types of events, where we feel just completely and utterly helpless, and we just need someone to come and get us out of it whether it's a time where a loved one's passed away or a time where we have this job and it's taken from us or our financial situation just isn't what it was supposed to be and we have these bills piling up and we just can't find a way to pay them off. And in these times, we just feel desperate and helpless. This is really where Jesus is meeting the people of Israel at today. They're coming to him, and they're having a need that needs to be filled. They're seeing these miracles that he's performed, and they're coming to him to fulfill their physical and their spiritual needs. And Jesus looks at them, and he realizes their need for a shepherd. He realizes they need protection. That's what we're going to pick up today in John chapter 10, verses 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep and sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus begins this this discussion with the people by contrasting between the shepherd and the hired hand. He looks at the hired hand and says, this hired hand flees. When he sees danger coming, when he sees the wolves coming, he realizes that moment, my life is way more important than these sheep. He declares himself that, I don't really care for these sheep. I'm just here to earn some money, but my life isn't worth that. And so he leaves. He gets out of there. And so the wolves come in, and they just tear the sheep apart. But the shepherd, he cares for the sheep. He sees the sheep, and he knows the sheep and he loves them. Jesus looks at the hired hand and says, "The hired hand—that's what the religious leaders are. They've been sent here; they were supposed to take care of y'all, and they failed at that. They only care for their power and their money." He told them, I'm the good shepherd. I actually care for you. I care for my sheep." Jesus declares to his people, to the people of Israel, that I've come to provide protection for you. Unlike the religious leaders who are supposed to take care of you, who are supposed to feed your spiritual needs, who are supposed to care for you, I won't fill at that. I will actually care for your spiritual needs. I will actually provide protection. I think a good representation of this this protection that we see Jesus provide for us is in the movie A Quiet Place. If you haven't seen it, it's set in a post-apocalyptic world. And it follows this family around that are trying to survive in this. And they're constantly just being followed around by this group of monsters that have this super sensitive hearing. So this whole movie is played out practically in silence. And there's a lot of a lot of sign language going on. And so we... We see this family just growing up in silence and just trying to avoid these monsters. And there's a point in the movie near the end of it where the dad and the children are ambushed by these monsters and they're cornered. And in this moment, the monsters are tearing at this truck trying to get to the children. And then the father realizes that there's only one option that he has. And in that moment, he decides that my children's lives, their protection is worth more than my life. And so he lets out a scream, and the monsters come after him instead of the children. And the children are able to get away. And it's really the same thing that Jesus does for us. When we're in danger, when trouble comes for us, when we go through these trials, when the wolves come for the sheep, Jesus protects us. He puts, his, he puts our lives above his He gives his own life to protect us. Yet in these moments, so often, we rely upon worldly things. When we go through these trials, we look for worldly things to provide us this protection. We look at our job and we rely on our security and our job to provide protection for us. We place so much of our emphasis on getting these promotions and earning a bigger paycheck and we spend all of our time just pouring into our savings accounts and putting into our retirement. And then one day it's all just taken from us. Maybe we go through a, a traumatic accident or a family member gets sick or our house is flooded and all of a sudden we're having to put money into paying for these things and all of a sudden our banking account's just completely drained. And we're left wondering, where did it all go? How did it all go away? Why was it all taken? Or maybe we put our security into our own health. We, we diet and we set up these workout regiments and we just pour into time into the gym. And then one day we go to the doctor and the doctor tells us, you're susceptible for heart attack. You're susceptible for diabetes. A family member Maybe you didn't even know they had this and they've passed this gene on down to you. And now you're also, you could also have this one day. And you're stuck you're just devastated because I've put all this time in. I've worked so hard to make sure my health is good. And now you're looking at the the future of it being gone. And in these moments we're stuck searching for our protection and we can't find it because we've put all our our time and our effort and our money into our savings or into our health and they've just been ripped away. And we're just left trying to hold on to something that's not there. But Jesus promises protection for us. He can only provide the actual protection we need. He can only, He only can provide spiritual safety for us. And in the same way that Jesus provides protection for us, he also provides us with life. He provides life for his sheep. Picking up in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own knows me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. And I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd, For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. The shepherd puts his life, the shepherd put his sheep above his life. When danger comes, he puts himself in between the wolves and the sheep. Jesus Jesus said that the shepherd sees the wolves coming and he steps in. Jesus has done the same for us. He laid down his life. He knew that we needed a shepherd. He knew that we needed protection. He knew that we needed life. And so we laid down his life so that we could. Jesus chose to die for us. And he dies for those that he cares about. Just like the shepherd dies for the sheep that he cares for, Jesus has died for us. Jesus declares to his people, the people of Israel here, that you need a shepherd. You need someone to give you life. And only I can give you that. Only Jesus can provide that life that we need. And this reminds me of the final book in the Harry Potter series. The entire series, we see that Harry is Harry's being pushed toward this final battle between him and the villain, Voldemort. And near the end of the last book, we see that the army of Voldemort has attacked this this school that Harry's been at. And there's this final battle that ensues. And after the battle, when both sides decide we're going to take a break and let us recuperate, Voldemort sends out this ultimatum, declaring to the army at Hogwarts that if you turn in, Harry Potter, I will let y'all live. And Harry, knowing that his friends will turn him in, they won't turn him over to the enemy, decides that I'm going to lay down my life for them anyway. So Harry goes out to meet Voldemort and gives his friends life. He allows his friends to live in exchange for his own life. And Jesus willingly goes to the cross for us. He dies for those he cares for. Just as Harry Potter died for his friends, Jesus has died for us. And we're promised life because of Jesus' death. Because he died and he rose again, we can have life. If we follow after Jesus, just as the sheep follow after the shepherd, we will have life. So many times, instead of following after Jesus, instead of searching for Christ, instead of pursuing the things that Jesus pursues, we look to pursue things from this world. We look to pursue earthly material possessions. Maybe maybe today you were sitting at your office, sitting at your home, and you're completely just consumed with the apple simulcast that was going on this afternoon. We see that Apple releases this new iPad and this new iPhone, new programs. And we're just completely enamored with these things. And we're thinking to ourselves, I have to get that. I have to get it before my coworker. I got to get that before my neighbor. And this is what we find our lives in. Or maybe we're sitting at home and we're looking across the street and thinking, man, if I had that house, if I had that car, if I had the backyard that my neighbor has with the pool and the nice lawn, then I would be satisfied. Then my life would be good. Or maybe we're getting our life in our sports teams. Maybe we're spending all our time at work, just sitting at the desk and listening to our boss just... Critique and criticize and just berate us with the, all these just insults and just feeling that our boss doesn't appreciate us and we're trying as hard as we can but he still just doesn't understand and then our coworkers are sitting across the the desk, the hallway, and singing, thinking to themselves that we're just not good enough, we're not performing well enough, we're frustrated by that. So we go home thinking to ourselves, I'm just going to go home, sit down on the sofa, and turn on the game and eat dinner, and I'm just going to forget about all of this. Then we get home, and our home is in complete disarray. We have kids running around all over the place screaming and crying and just freaking out about everything. Ball's in the corner. I can't get to it, Dad. I need you to play with my Barbies. (laughs) And then our wife is in the kitchen, and... We were expecting dinner to be ready, and she hasn't even started on it. And so now we're frustrated by that. And we just want to sit down and just watch the game. But we can't. And so we're frustrated because we know that next, tomorrow morning, next Monday, I have to go back into the office and do it all again. And so we're just looking for a tiny bit of refuge. And we can't find it. And no matter how, how hard we try, we never find life in any of these things. Not in our sports team. Not in the football game. Not in the nice car that we could have in our carport one day. In the end, all of these things will come up short. We can attempt to escape from our reality just from a little while, just to gain a little bit of sanity, just to gain a little bit of just refuge We're only putting our hopes in a temporary satisfaction, a temporary life. But Jesus can truly give us life. He can truly give us what we need. We look for protection and life in all sorts of places, but they all seem to come up short. And this is where Jesus meets us at. He realizes that we need this protection, that we need this life. And he promises that only he can fulfill that need. He looks at our need for life and he looks at our need for protection. He says, I can give you that. You can look for it in all over the place. You can look for it in your sports. You can look for it in your bank account. You can look for it in your job. But you're not gonna find it there. It will come up short and it will disappoint. Only I can truly satisfy you. He knows that we need a shepherd. He knows that we need someone that can protect us, that can sit and put himself in front of us and say that even though these trials and even though these bad circumstances are coming towards you, I will be here with you. I will protect you. And I will give you life. We have a shepherd in Jesus we see that David talks about this shepherd in Psalm 23. He declares that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David declares to us that we have a shepherd. We have a shepherd that he will be with us. He leads us. He leads us in the good times and the bad times. And Jesus is his shepherd. During the times of peace, he is with us. During the times of conflict, he's with us. When things are going bad, he's there. And when things are going wrong, he's there. When your bank account is depleted and when your health is gone and when things are just going terrible at work or things are just going awful at home, he's there with you. Things may be hard in this life, and Jesus promises that they will be. But he also promised us that he will be there with us through them. And because he's with us, we can make it through this life. He promises so much greater for us. And then picking up in verse, 20, verse 19, there was among, again among, there was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of the one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Just like we've seen throughout all of the I am statements that Jesus has made, the Jews are not in agreement on this. We see many of them that are saying, no, that's not, that can't be the case. You can't be who you say you are. You can't be, you can't be the good shepherd. You can't be the door for the sheep. You can't be the light of the world. You can't be any of these things. You can't be the bread of life. But then right here we see others are saying that how can someone that's not what he says he is do all these things? How can he bring sight to the blind? How can he heal all these people? And we see that some believe. And just like the Jews, we're also called to make a choice here. We're also called to either believe or not. We have to choose. Jesus declares with us that he gives us protection and life. Jesus gave up his throne and came down to heaven, came down to earth as a baby. He left heaven. He lived a sinless life. And then he died on the cross for us. And three days later, he rose again, defeating death. Jesus is calling us to repent and believe. He desires for us to turn to him for protection and life. Only Jesus can give us this. For the person who spent all their time investing their money in their saving account and in their retirement, and then to find that one day it's just gone, maybe by a tragedy or just by an accident, or just you don't know how it disappeared. You can turn to Jesus knowing that He has lavished you with grace, with grace and blessing. He promises you that you will inherit the kingdom of heaven. For the person who spent all your time maintaining your health, putting stock in, one day I'm going to be able to do all these things. I'm going to be able to run around with my kids forever. And then you go to the doctor and they tell you, no, unfortunately, your health is turning poor. You won't be able to do this for even a few more years you leave devastated, you can turn to Jesus knowing that he promises that one day you will inherit a glorified body. He's promised to return, and he's going to make all these things right. There will be no more pain, and there will be no more suffering. He will give you a glorified body. You will no longer experience disease and decay. For the person that spends all their time looking at all the things that they need to be satisfied Spent all their time looking at the new iPhone, looking at this new iPad, looking at your neighbor's car or your neighbor's house. And just never being satisfied because you may never obtain those. Or that iPhone, it may break at some point. Or that new iPad will go out of date and you'll have to get the new one. For you, Jesus promises that you will inherit the kingdom of heaven because you are a child of God. He promises blessings spiritual blessings. And for the person whose home life and your work life are just falling apart. For the person that has to go into work every day and listen to your boss just criticize you and has to go home as the end of the day and your children are just going crazy. You can find your refuge in Jesus. When things are going poorly and all of your life seems bad, Jesus promises that the hope of a better future. You may experience ridicule and pain in this life, but Jesus will walk with you through those times. And one day, you won't experience that anymore. anymore. Jesus promises that he's coming back, and he's bringing a new heaven and a new earth with him. One day, Jesus will defeat all of this. And because of this promise, you can endure and you can push forward through the trials knowing that Jesus is with you. As Christians, we know that this life is only temporary. We are promised so much more. We have eternity in Jesus. One day he is returning and he's bringing with him a new heaven and a new earth. And we'll inherit glorified bodies and we won't experience pain and suffering any longer. We know that this life brings with it hardships and we know that we'll experience these trials and we'll experience pain but we know that our best life is to come. Jesus promises that we will live with him in eternity if we're his children. He's calling us to repent and believe and turn to him. He wants you to follow after him because only he can provide peace and only he can protect us and give us true life. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for the opportunity we've had just to hear your word. Father, I pray that we learn from it and just grow. Father, I pray that we, we look for our protection and our life in you, Father. We know that you can only provide this for us. We know that at times we, we go through struggles. We, we experience trials. But Father, we know that you are with us. Pray that we just rely upon you, we look to you, and we pursue you. Thank you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.